Hi, this is your friend Josh. Welcome to the Cost of Authentic Discipleship podcast. Enjoy it. God bless you as you have a listen. All of us, pastors and bishops included, leaders and laity alike, we all run the risk of being inauthentic Christians. If we assume that it's automatic and today, I'd like us to dive a little bit deeper into what does it take to be a Christian who is not only heaven-bound, but is also relevant on this earth for the glory of God. Amen. Sign up to be an authentic Christian. Luke chapter number 9 and verse 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up the cross daily and follow me. The Lord Jesus in that text, he wasn't in this case just addressing his, the chosen few. The team of 12 leaders he selected to train them specially in order to be able to spearhead the gospel mission. The Bible specifically says, he said to all, he says, if anyone, if anyone, I love that. I love the inclusivity of the gospel. He says, if anyone, Oh, say, I'm one of them. He says, if anyone desires to come after me, if anyone wants to be a Christian, these are the conditions. The love of God, the kingdom of God is for every man, every woman, every boy and girl. It's for whosoever desires. If you want it, Jesus says, you can have it. Amen. If you want to be part of the kingdom, you can be part of it. If you want to sign up for heaven, yes, you're welcome. The invitation is universal. It's not for a selected, a chosen few, an elite group of people. The gospel of Jesus is for everyone, all and sundry. The reason why the Lord went on to qualify the reason or the conditions or the cost of discipleship is because he had just fed thousands of people and then the lord discerns that many of these people think following him is all about receiving miracles having your needs met when you're hungry god just works out a miracle and you've got food when you're unwell he just heals you and then to set the record straight, he begins by telling the people that actually I'm on my way to the cross. I shall soon be executed. Of course, the disciples did not pay attention to that. That is the last thing that they wanted to hear. To make matters worse, Jesus begins to say to everyone, and I paraphrase, I know you've been following me because of the goodies that I provide, but being my follower takes a lot more than just being a candidate for blessings. Being an authentic disciple is a lot more than just receiving physical healing. Being my follower calls for not just getting rewards, rewards of the kingdom, but there are requirements. Being a follower of Jesus is not all about the profit that you get. There's also a price to pay. And so the Lord Jesus here is setting the record straight. Can I say to all my brothers and sisters, sometimes we give the impression that Christianity 
is all about getting blessings. But can I say to everyone within the sound of my voice, being an authentic disciple is not all about what you get. I am not saying there are no benefits. I am not saying there are no rewards. I'm not saying there is no crown, but I'm saying there is a cross before the crown. So the context here, my friends, is that the Lord Jesus is wanting to set the record straight. Being a true follower takes much more. Then he says three things that we're going to unpack this morning. Three costs. Here is the first one. The Lord says, deny yourself, deny your flesh. That's not a popular message. Being a true follower of Jesus requires you and me to say no to the base instincts of our hearts and lives. Being a true follower of Jesus requires that you and I must say no to the impulses, to the urges, the appetites of our sinful nature. This is a key to victory. Some of you might be worried, may be concerned, may be wondering why as a child of God, you've not been walking in victory as you desire. This is a key. This is a secret that many people do not know. You've got to learn to say no to your flesh. Did you know, my dear friends, that in every person's life, in each one of us, there are two natures. There is the nature of God, the new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a brand new creation. If you're born again, you have the new you, the God-fearing nature, the inner man who loves prayer, who loves the presence of God, who loves to help out, who's kind and sensitive and generous. But you also have in you the old nature. It is that nature which Jesus is saying, you must learn to deny. Have you not been shocked sometimes by some thoughts that spring up in your mind, whether you're a minister or a lay member of the church. Now, the Greek word translated deny is a very interesting word. Among other things, it means to dispute. So to deny your, your flesh is to dispute. It is to question. It is to disown. It is to disregard. You see, my friends, the mistake a lot of Christians make is that they assume every thought they think is legitimate. They think and assume that every feeling that they feel is legit. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I beg you by the mercies of God. It's not every thought you think which is kosher. It's not every feeling you feel which is right. I like this uh, picture that was given by someone else uh, years ago. He says, in every person, there's a king and there's a fool. If you address the king, the king steps forward. If you address the fool, oh, the idiot, he steps forward in your own nature. Which nature are you affirming? Are you affirming the born-again nature, the God-fearing, the righteous, the holy one, the holy nature of God in you? Are you affirming that nature? Or are you affirming, fueling the flames, encouraging, motivating the flesh, the fool, the old man? I love this word. It makes victory accessible. It means I just need to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to say no to sinful things. Good people can think bad thoughts. Good people can feel bad things. But don't be in the habit of embracing and affirming and justifying everything. Be selective. Learn to challenge your own flesh. Learn to resist the voice of sin. 
that comes up from time to time within your own heart. Learn to say no. Let me tell you another tip. I know we love to talk about binding devils. Your greatest battle is not out there. Your greatest battle is within you. It's learning to say no to your own impulses. If you agree with everything that your sinful flesh says, you will not win as a child of God. I have heard people say, follow your heart. How can you and I follow our hearts? How can we follow our hearts, beloved? The Bible says in Jeremiah 79, the heart is desperately wicked. The heart is deceitful. Check out Jeremiah 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can fathom it? In the New Testament, the Lord Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart spring forth evil stuff adultery, fornication, and you name it, the unpurified heart. You can't follow that. No, thank you. Don't accept uncritically every suggestion that comes from your heart. Learn to say yes to the new man and say no to the old man. He says, take up your cross daily. The construction of taking up suggests an intentionality. It's not someone imposing a cross on you. You are intentionally picking up your cross to follow Jesus. It is your responsibility to take up your cross. You've got to be a willing taker. It's a voluntary affair. Following Jesus authentically is a very intentional affair. We're not talking about sentimental value here. We are talking about sacrifice, not sentiment. Taking up your cross back in the first century was not wearing it a necklace with a cross. Look, you can have a wonderful cross around your neck, but without carrying the actual cross. Your cross is not a decoration. It's not an ornament. Back in the first century, when you saw someone carrying a cross, you know that that person is on the way to execution. But Pastor Josh, what does dying have to do with eternal life? Oh, let me say everything. Paul puts it this way in Galatians 2 and verse 20. He says, it is no longer I. I'm crucified with Christ. If you want to live for God, you must die to yourself. Now, some Christians are busy resurrecting what we must be killing. In Romans 8, Paul says, by the Spirit of God, we must put to death the deeds of the flesh. Put differently, the matter of taking up your cross intentionally means a willingness to follow Jesus sacrificially. If it costs you your life, so be it. I've been reading some stats and I discovered that a lot of Christians are persecuted in more than 120 countries of the world. Now, some of us live in countries where you can publicly say, I'm a Christian and get away with it. But there's a lot of persecution going on. So in some cases, the question of death is real. For many of us, the question of dying is uh, metaphorical. It's not literal. But let me say, my friends, if you want to be a true disciple of Jesus, be willing to lose your life for him. Following Jesus is a sacrificial business. You must be willing to suffer ridicule. You must be willing. Now, if being a follower of Jesus requires us to be willing even to die, receiving some shame or some ridicule is nothing. What does it matter to suffer some shame for my faith? I want to challenge you, my dear brothers and sisters. How willing are you to pay the ultimate price? If you're still embarrassed just to be called a child of God, if you're still embarrassed to carry your Bible to church, you ain't started yet. 
if you cannot just speak for Jesus, if you cannot just admit that you're a child of God, may the Lord have mercy on you. Because to be a true Christian, to be an authentic disciple of Jesus, means to be willing not only to be ridiculed, not only to be despised, to be overlooked, to be persecuted, but even if it costs your dear life, it's worth it. So my friends, we've seen so far that Jesus says, whoever wants to come after me, first of all, deny your flesh. Number two, take up your cross. And number three, he says, follow me, follow me. What is to follow? Let me tell you what it is not. It is not to be a fan. You know, on social media, are they all real friends? How many of them are friends in need? How many friends do you have? How many of those are genuine friends? We're living in a day and age where the concept of following has become very cheap. Now, many people today have reduced Christianity to being fans, to being fans of Christ. One day I was having a chat with my wife. My team lost. I was very disappointed. I can't lose sleep because my team has lost. I'm a fan, but I'm not a true follower. I'm not a disciple. I don't put my, my, my head on the block for, for, for that team. Can I ask you, are you a follower of Jesus or a fan? A fan wants to be entertained, but a true follower, a true disciple, Mathetes in Greek, a true Mathetes is not after entertainment, is not flirting with Jesus. There are so many Christians who are like church shoppers, window shopping. Nowadays we do it online, but there is no obligation. Let me ask you this. Are you surfing, surfing the net of heaven? Are you surfing, just checking out what the kingdom of God has to offer? Are you checking out what Jesus has to offer? Or are you saying, pay now? As for me, I've decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to follow him, whatever it takes. Not every Christian is going to heaven. I'm sorry to say. Jesus says, not all who say unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. I beg you by the mercies of God. Refuse to be a, a nominal Christian. Say, Lord, I want to be a true follower of Jesus. I want to say no to the impulses of my flesh. I want to shun the wrong and do the right. I want to be like Job of all, a man that was righteous, who eschewed evil, who shunned the wrong and did the right. Resist the devil, resist sin, resist unrighteousness. Say no to all ungodliness. Live right, live for God. Be a good example of a genuine, heaven-bound and relevant Christian in this life and in the life to come. Praise the Lord, let us pray. Father God, I pray Lord God, that, that by your spirit, you help each one of us to deny ourselves, our flesh, to take up our crosses daily, every day, to live right, to live for you, and to follow Jesus enthusiastically and willingly and consistently. Oh, Father, we thank you that the, the rewards are enormous. The blessing of following you is awesome, so much that the costs are immaterial in comparison to the rewards of following you. And I pray, Lord, for anyone on this platform who's not yet heard you, who's not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior, who's not yet a follower of Jesus. Lord, may they receive this opportunity 
and surrender to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And now, my dear friends, may the love of God the Father, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you all, both now and forevermore. Amen. Hey, friends, thank you so much uh, for paying attention. Keep on following Jesus as authentic disciples of His.